When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I want to speak to Kevin Higgins from Advice NI. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Kevin, I suppose the best way to intro this, in the days before Brexit, RHI scandals and Irish Language Act fallouts, the stumbling block politically was welfare reform. It seemed to be spoken about every week on programmes like this. And then it sort of disappeared to some extent from our consciousness. But it's back on the table as far as Advice NI would be concerned and other groups that would be uh, looking out for those who may be affected by welfare reform. Even the bedroom tax term is being uh, referenced also. Could you just put all this in context for us when you talk about welfare reform mitigations? I don't want I don't want people to switch off because of some gobbledygook that you and I will go into. I, wa- I want it in simple layman, laywoman's terminology as to why a date is relevant when we talk about one year to cliff edge. Explain all this to us, please, Kevin. No problem. Thank you, Frank. Well, if we take ourselves back to 2015, and I think we all remember the the crisis that was in place uh, at that stage with with welfare reform and the refusal um, or the non-agreement for it to be passed through the Assembly and with our block grant been penalised and money been taken out of our schools and hospitals and so on. So it really was a big, big issue back in in 2015. Um, And what happened towards the end of 2015 is we had our fresh start agreement um, and Two things very important with that is, one, um, I suppose in many ways it, it, it brought in the welfare reform and the, and the changes to the social security system, but importantly it also brought in a package of mitigation measures to mitigate and soften the harshest impact of welfare reform and to, to try and alleviate uh, as much of the hardship as possibly could. So, so our welfare reform legislation came in and many, many people are affected by it, for example, Working age people have their DLA reassessed for personal independence payment. Um, people have their housing benefits reduced because of the bedroom tax. But in both of those cases, many people get a supplementary payment uh, to top that back up. So, for example, with the bedroom tax, that's in place um, for everyone up until 2020. And then for people negatively affected when their DLA is reassessed, that payment is in place and they have to trigger an appeal and so on, but that payment is in place up until the outcome of an appeal. So uh, there are also a range of other measures, but it's a really, really important package of mitigation that was hard fought for back in 2015, but it was time-limited, and it's only in place up to 2020. And we're trying to flag now that actually 
the circumstances that meant that it was essential to have these mitigations in 2015 still very much exist, and in fact, they're even worse for many people. So these mitigations need to continue beyond 2020. And is that call being made basically to a Tory government? Well, I suppose it was it was the coalition government back in the 2010 days when the, the Conservatives and the Liberal Democrats came in. A lot of the welfare reforms can be traced back to that stage. Um, they didn't happen immediately here because of you know, the difficulties getting welfare reform legislation through the Assembly. Um, and I suppose it's all part of the austerity agenda. I mean, a lot of the welfare reforms have been brought in simply to cut Social Security spending. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line of it. Um, and because, although Social Security is devolved in Northern Ireland, um, but just because of the finances, you know, a lot of the time we, we, we follow what DWP, what the rest of GB is doing in terms of you know, computer systems and all the rest of it. So, so yes, very much driven from Westminster. And I think a lot of our politicians would say if they had the free choice, I mean, a lot of the welfare reform, they wouldn't. They wouldn't necessarily support it. But I suppose it's the old saying, we are where we are. Um, but in that instance, the mitigation package are so, so essential for people. For example, there are 34,000 households out there, both on benefits and in low-paid work, remember, that actually get their, the bedroom tax mitigated through uh, mitigation payments. And for example, those 34,000 households are set to lose the mitigation payments in March 2020, an average of about 12.50 a week, about £50 a month. And the total affecting all the 34,000 is about 22 million. So it's a lot of money. And we would fear these low-income households simply won't be able to make up the shortfall. And if that's the case, we start to slide into rent arrears. We slide into the cliff edge of evictions uh, and homelessness and so on. So we get to a very bad place if we can't do something about this. So if we had direct rule, you wouldn't be optimistic? If we had direct rule, I wouldn't be necessarily optimistic because a direct rule minister, which at the moment would be a Conservative minister, you would be looking to them to bring in mitigations here that maybe don't exist in their own constituencies and GB. So I'm not sure direct rule is the answer. If we had the Assembly up and running and we had our MLAs in place, Advice and I had a conference before Christmas and all the MLAs from all the parties that were at the conference agreed that the mitigations need to continue. So I would be optimistic if we had an assembly in place that decisions would be made and mitigations would continue. Now, if we don't have direct rule and we don't have an assembly in place, well, then we're, we're in a very tricky position then because what will happen? Have we anybody to make a decision? In that circumstance, we had a helpful report from the Department for Communities released last week, and they set out, um, I think they give the, a bit of a direction of travel, saying that, Yes, and for example, with the bedroom tax and the benefit cap, you know, I think they were pointing towards, yes, those mitigations are really important and should continue. And they set out some options as to how they could continue. Um, ideally, we would want an assembly, but in the absence of an assembly, you know, things could be made to work to continue to support people affected by those things. So, But that's why we're raising these issues now. We need to get this on the agenda and we need decisions made as soon as possible. And, and, and are you suggesting that the decisions could be made by the civil servants? Well, in that report from the Department of Communities, and I'll just quote a small subsection of it, it says, the department would in principle be able to make the necessary amendments to existing legislation to facilitate payments in terms of bedroom tax and benefit caps. So in some ways it's not the ideal, but in some ways there is a, there is a middle way potentially through this if we don't have an assembly in place and if we don't have direct rule and 
And if we don't have sort of anybody at a political level that's in place to make decisions on this, there potentially is a way through this. It's not satisfactory, but there is potentially a way through this. Because remember back in 2015, for example, the executive did state explicitly that you know, we will not have the bedroom tax in Northern Ireland. So um, it has been mitigated, but that mitigation is due to end in 2020. So we need to be thinking about this now and taking decisions now. And, and without an assembly, without direct rule, there, there is another way. But as I say, it's not ideal. Okay, uh, Kevin, I want to speak to Glenda Davis, who's uh, very much involved with the Sandy Row Community Forum and has a close eye on the, the like of this. Uh, Glenda, good morning. Morning, Frank. Morning, Kevin. It's interesting. It's interesting listening to Kevin's analysis there. If we don't have direct rule or we don't have input from Westminster, if we don't have an executive that maybe civil service can, can do something... This reflects very poorly on our political representation. Is, is that how you see it, Glenda? Or are you ignoring the politicians in this? Because Kevin has said, you know, there were a lot of MLAs attended a meeting and they all said that they'd like this to happen and they were all supportive of us. But the bottom line is they're not running the country. So, you know, you can surely there's frustration among the people whose pound in pocket is about to be affected. One of the things, first of all, what I'd like to say, Frank, is, you know, the role of the independent advice sector and, and led by Advice NI and then obviously Nick in keeping us as a community informed and harnessing our voice to ensure that these, that the impacts at a community and neighbourhood level are felt and, and that we can, can make sure we're influencing decisions is so welcome. Um, and this was critical back in 2016 in terms of the lobby with our ministers, particularly Nelson McCausland, around bringing this package of mitigations in. And I do have hope that if our politicians really... Um, well, just, really I'm just going to interrupt you a second there, Glenda, just to get get you to give that phone a shake because it sounds like as if you're you're talking into the bottom of a of a bucket. But uh, just try, try again. Continue on with the the back to the Nelson McCausland era. You know, the, it was Nelson McCausland and the other executive ministers who fought hard for the mitigation, you know, against the, the will of the Conservatives and the coalition government at the time. And, you know, it's really critical now that our politicians take note of this because these are this is measures that are really affecting local, local residents and local communities. And we believe that there is a will there to get back to doing the bread and butter business but we've just got to get through we've got to get them through some of this wider political impasse that's out there yeah yeah but but, but while you say there's a will to get back to the bread and butter issues it's the bread and butter issues that are absolutely suffering the length and breadth of the land and you're, you're the people on the people on your street are going to be suffering now if the mitigation era the mitigation uh, time runs out and that's part of the lobby at the moment. That's why this uh, consortium has came together to highlight this this critical fact of the cliff edge. And, you know, we hope that this can be a stimulation to our our, our local representatives to get back and mobilise and with, the, with our, uh, the civil servants in the Department of Communities to get these measures pushed through. How tough, just finally, would it be for some of the people, not necessarily in Sandy Row, but in places like Sandy Row, the length and breadth of this country? 
Well, the bedroom tax was the one that we focused and did a lot of work on um, and analysing. And for a community like Sandy Row, which has about will have about 128 households affected by that, that's in the immediate estate. That equates to approximately £79,000 of arrears per annum. And then what we will see is the housing providers needing to recoup that in some way. And we're talking about then there will be an implementation of, you know, legal process in order to recoup that money, which could ultimately lead to evictions. And that is that is shocking in this day and age in the community where social housing providers in particular will be forced to go down that route. But also, it was, as it was reflected in the conference yesterday, we the majority of housing in Northern Ireland is now provided through the private rented sector. And that is going to, um, you know, have an impact as well in that um, in that arena. And you will see then the the, the call on um, housing and housing requirements and the increase in homelessness, particularly for families, um, you know, increase. And and that's going to be shocking. And that's the length and breadth of the country. It's not just reflected in Sandy Row and in the urban environment, but particularly out in rural communities where there isn't so much of a, a social housing stock, but it's more of a private rented stock. It is a very, very relevant conversation that you guys are having. Uh, Kevin and Glenda, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Glenda Davis, not a great line, but uh, still we got the full gist of what Glenda was saying there from the Sandy Road Community Forum and Kevin uh, Higgins, who is with Advice NI. And I'm sure the politicians are, are listening. It's just one crisis after another, but are they actually doing anything? Uh, good morning to you. This is the U105 phone-in. U105 has achieved its biggest audience of all time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.